0: Hi, welcome to the One-to-One Thing podcast. My name is Steve Wright, a seasoned IT manager and personal development coach unpacking what it takes to have a meaningful one-to-one conversation at work, home, and in our head. We all live lives full of conversations that range from awkward to impossible. Join me as we learn to navigate the one-to-one thing. Hi, and welcome to the show. This week, I'm going to deviate from the path that i've been on sharing elements of the men talk discussion to bring to you a really cool interview that i was able to do with amos bracewell who is the uh, founder of empower network tv i have links in the show notes uh, to his awesome group and i had the privilege of being interviewed by him for his network really was a great time just to kind of catch up and chat It was a a live Zoom call that I've just extracted some of the audio from to put into the show today. So I hope you enjoy it. It's a different format. It's interesting how the dynamics is when you play off with an interview host type scenario. And just hope you enjoy that. Again, I'll have links to all the things that Amos is doing, really promoting and shining the light of people in the coaching and helping profession. And I hope you enjoy the show.
1: It's Steve Wright. Welcome to Empowered Every TV.
0: Great to be here. Nice to nice to meet you, Amos.
1: Good to meet you too, in and yoy. Thank you for inviting Steve, Cindy.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah Steve is going to be
1: on your guys' networking event tomorrow, first date. He'll be registering after this, so you guys have a full house. It'll be fun. Okay, <laughs> looking so, forward to it. Steve, uh, people matter more. What are you talking about? People matter more.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I mean, we just talked about that. It's really it really comes from uh, three decades in IT management from IT technical support um, through customer experience and, and IT management. And okay. I said, I love technology. I mean, I've been around it. It's, it serves us in so many ways, but I've also seen areas whereby, you know, we compromise people for technology and whether that's thinking that a process or a machine can do it better or just, just missing out on the human connection, you know, just making sure that the, the workers are okay and people are in a place where they can do their best work and they can bring their best selves to work. So, you know, ultimately people do matter. You know, even especially now in this age of AI, where there's that that mindset that says that uh, there's another level of substitution, if you like, you know, and moving, putting people even further aside. That's, that may be true in some aspects, but I think there's also the opportunity for us to really dig deep and double down on those connections, you know, getting the best out of people. People are still going to be around and we matter. That's so, a, what,
1: what? Why do we matter? What is, at the core of this? What are you trying to say?
0: Uh, you know, we want to. We want to show up. We want to be heard. Technology is essentially tools based. It's a tool is something that allows us to get the work done either quicker or more efficiently. But we have to still apply ourselves to the tool. So, tools don't have purpose tools aren't sentient i don't care how clever ai is it's not sentient it's not here so ultimately we still matter and we live in a world whereby if we um think about each other less and the technology more it's a slippery slope you know our smartphones i i have the same thing with my my phone is like your second brain and everything's in there and you know smartphone makes me feel less smart, actually, <laughs> the smarter in the phone and less in me. So, so um, and then you take that down a particular path. And, you know, all of a sudden the company is more involved in making profits or income or generating business at the expense of people. And then that just becomes, that just becomes a difficult situation, either people within the organization or the customer base or the market in general, or society in general. We can't be chasing that, golden apple at the expense of people so um, a lot of people
1: (laughs) a lot of people have felt that when they were they're just a number they don't matter you know we all get Mm. trauma experiences and we i agree we long to belong so Mm -hmm. in what you're creating for men can we talk about that what you're creating for men
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's something that's almost a pet passion of, alongside the coaching, the coaching Whoa. of managers, okay. but that's fine. I mean, that, it, that's really, I mean, it, um, someone asks me who, you know, who's the man behind the mission and really the man behind the mission is, is just a guy trying to help other people get what they want and be their best selves. So in the coaching mantle, that's really, that's really the push. The focus is on managers, managing teams. Alongside that, there's an element that says that really struck a chord with me in terms of, you know, being a man and and wanting to be in a space where I can be understood, I can be heard, uh, I can express emotional intelligence, empathy, connection, and those are sorts of things that typically, you know, stereotypically, unfortunately, men get the short end of the stick on that. And it plays out in the workplace as much as in the home or in the social interactions. So Talk is a program. It's kind of, I call it mentor because it plays on the term mentor. So that is really a, passionate for me because it gives us a chance to listen. And that's important. No unsolicited advice. It's not training. It's not even coaching. Uh, I like to think of it, a term I, felt I, um, I found in a book I read recently about reflective coaching is to create thinking partnerships. You know, a thinking partnership doesn't imply one has As hierarchy over the other, but you you come together in a space where you can think through something that you want to address or achieve as an outcome. So I think in partnership, feels a lot more collaborative than rocking up to a a session and then sort of sitting there being told something or being advised on something. So it's important.
1: So you really want to honor the essence of the individual, it sounds like, because. From the men talk, like when we started, and also the men talk, you—why mm. do you carry that, the burden for that? You, because not everybody has that. Everyone would say that's the right thing to do, but right. you're actually taking action in the world yeah. to facilitate that. Where does that come from?
0: Oh that's that's it. that's another another layer of the onion just peeled back there. Um, I'm not sure it, it may be driven by time of life uh, you know my own sort of life experiences, you know my walk through this planet. I'm from the UK born in the UK of Jamaican parents as uh, as a young person um, before going into college, I spent a year overseas in Zambia. I was a, a volunteer teacher. That really informed kind of who I was as a young man and interestingly enough that trip included a trip to South Africa and this is going back this is back in the early 80s so apartheid was still in force although it wasn't as prevalent but it was definitely in force as a young black man in in Pretoria and Johannesburg I saw firsthand how you know how that society lives and operates it informs me in terms of what I value Fast forward in raising my kids, both of my kids have, have had opportunities to be abroad for a spell of their formative years, if you like. i would moved to the States, spent nearly two decades working and living in the U.S. And even that just migration, moving moving family across continents does inform in terms of what's important. You know, where you are is important, who you're with is important. So a lot of that thinking forms just the journey that I'm on right now. You know, I'm over 3,000 weeks old. (laughs) It's a nice way. (laughs) There's a great book called 4,000 Weeks. How many, what is that? 3,000 weeks is what? 3,000 weeks. 3,000 weeks is this is my 60th year. I was like (laughs) 20,000. So, so there's something that comes along with, with being in that, in that zone, you know, and, and Yaya and I, um, we're basically born hours apart. Um, But we both talk about this concept of the blue zone, you know, we we see around where parts of the world where people are living longer and living well, they call them the blue zones. And our goal is to create blue zones, you know, wherever we are in terms of a personal change people can feel that they're in the blue zone, that they can they can be their best selves. They can interact intergenerationally, you know, multiculturally, and just be in that space where, you know, they can um, be who they are without, you know, sort of the, the, the stigmas and all of the issues. And that's important, it's important for the world. I'd love to see blue zones in companies. I mean, that, that's part of my mindset. I go into an organization or see an organization and think, Not only are you psychologically safe, but is this a blue zone? You know, do you have the diversity? Do you have the the wherewithal to really reflect a value? You know, understand what your value is and reflect it. If you do it internally, then it will show externally. And I've been privileged to work with a, a great software company, an organization that really epitomized an internal value and it shone through into their customer base. So it's really good
1: kind of weird how uh, we're like we're in these meat suits and we're we're energizing meat these meat suits We're really and it's like we have different color of pigments but we're all pink on the inside and we come from different countries but after this body falls down because i'm elsewhere it's mm-hmm. like you and me are these energy beings that it's like the matrix tricks us into thinking that we should you know participate in things like apartheid or separatism where we're based on money or sex or race or all this mm-hmm. garbage when really we're just energizing our meat suits and our meat suits look different. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's yes. I, I, I mean, I've never heard of it called a meat suit, but I mean, yeah, just in terms of the perspective, we, we, we have a, even, even with technology, AI, AI can allow us to have a broader perspective and use it for good. The, the purpose of a tool is determined by the person wielding the tool. The tool itself doesn't have purpose innately; it's given it. You know, from algorithm, I mean, another pet peeve is like you know, from algorithms that don't get you alone, right? Because because the machine learning hasn't hasn't brought in enough of your type, either your gender, or your ethnicity, or your background, or where you live and all of a sudden a machine says oh you don't qualify you you are 3 points short of what you need to get for something and the person sits there and says it's the machine you know to me it's the tool does not have the purpose we have the purpose and we got to have a bigger perspective on the world i mean there's too much going on that for us to we're so connected and then we end up choosing to not be not be connected because it either feels like work or it's just, it's overwhelm. I think most of it's overwhelm. You can't follow everything, everywhere, all the time. And we we end up in a, a state of overwhelm, which then our brain goes to the lowest common denominator, you know, whatever's easiest to do. So I hear you on
1: that. <laughs> I have to check myself. Okay, so you come from an IT background. So yeah. can we talk about that and why coaching? So how does this all dovetail in? Did you start there and then morph?
0: I've, I've always wanted to help. I've, I mean, I think I've always had a customer service bent in terms of wanting to help. Um, like I said, the, the Zambia experience exposed me to teaching, which was a kind of an eye opener. Never really explored that. My, my dad was in IT. He was, a, he was an engineer and I loved watching him troubleshoot and fix things. And that caught me, yeah, that really, that really caught me. It's what It was one of the best ways for me to connect with my dad. So it that really did inform my passion. So, you know, I went into a similar field that he was in and that just created more connection and stuff. So that was the reason. And, uh, you know, I was good at math and engineering and physics and stuff, so it just it kind of fell into that space. But there's always a backdrop of ensuring that being sociable, being not just likable, but just kind of endearing, you know, connecting with people. So that's always been a part of it. Fast forward my journey, um, came across uh, Anthony Robbins. I was self-employed for a while doing IT consultancy and met with Tony when his first trip to the UK, which was some 30 years ago now, and was at the first event in Birmingham in the UK. And actually was at the most recent event in Birmingham last year, which is marked the 30th anniversary of him being there. And that informed, you know, there's some technologies there in terms of understanding how people coach and how people get involved in that space. Again, fast track again, I actually ended up going to the States and working for the Robbins Research Organization and being at a lot of his programs, the Master University and so on. So I had a coaching parallel to my IT career and they dovetailed because a lot of my IT work was customer facing, front facing. So it just kind of made... It was an opportunity to, to kind of dove the two together. This last year, my position was made redundant from my job, and it gave me an opportunity to sort of reassess what I wanted to do. Interestingly enough, I was in Jamaica at the time, um, and it was nice to be in the sunshine with my mum and just gave me a chance to sort of sit back and reflect. Basically, I think it just opened the curtain and said, you know, go for it. You ask yourself the question, you know, what would you do if you couldn't fail? What would you want to do for the rest of your life? You know, all of those kind of key questions and you go, you know what, again, you're 3000 weeks in and every week matters every week counts. So let's fill them doing things that you love and, you know, explore this journey. And that's what I'm on. So that's really, that's where yeah. it came from.
1: Speaking of uh, things you love and exploring. What was your favorite memory with your dad? I saw your eyes light up when you talked about it. Yeah.
0: My, mom, my mom and dad weren't together. So my, I, I was raised by my mom. I knew my dad and we lived in a different part of London. So I'd always go and visit him. And I remember going to his house one time and he had, he had the back of the TV, the television off. And he was fixing some circuit board. And back then we had, literally you had circuit board diagram over here. And then you had the soldering iron. And the soldering kit out and basically he had this board out. He's got his uh, oscilloscope and a voltmeter. And we're checking signals across pieces of this circuit board. And I just came I came in and he looked looked up at me and, and then I just sort of took my coat off on the back of the chair and we just we just dove in there. I was tracing where we were on the circuit diagram and he was making sure that, you know, he was getting the right voltages and the right signals at the right places. And it's just just what we did, you know, and we didn't talk much, but we talked through those, those kind of activities, you know, and it, it, it's, it's priceless, it's special, so.
1: Wow, it reminds <laughs> me of that, that statement. It says, um, preach all the time, use words when necessary. So whatever that's, it is you wanna preach, it's like yep. you demonstrate it, and your dad and of St.
0: Francis of Assisi, quote, that's his quote. Always preach the gospel, use words if necessary and that's yeah it's powerful it's you know um a lot of times we think we think that you hear the word preach and then you go i've got to say something no not at all you've got to be somewhere you've got to show up you've got to be authentic you've got to be genuine that will say more than your words
1: and it's more important than dollars <laughs> we need dollars but people are matter as you said yeah
0: yeah, dollars make things happen, and, that, and that's, not to, that's not to ignore, ignore the fact, because it's nothing worse than being useful but not being able to be used because you don't have the resources to, to get it done. Um, so it, it's important, but we can so easily miss the point in terms of thinking that the way to keep score is the, is the dollar figure. You know, I've, There's another quote. Uh, what does it say, Matt? Um, uh, people measure what matters. And I'm going to mess it up. I won't say it, but what you measure must matter. And if it doesn't matter, then don't spend a ton of time and money measuring it because it's it's the wrong thing. And a lot of organizations, a lot of people, you know, keep score in ways that aren't necessarily beneficial to them keeping score. You know, Mm. you know, I've been to the gym, I went. I, I jump I jump rope. I've been jumping rope for the last two weeks now, two and a half weeks. And I'm getting into it pretty good now. And, and I've got an app that actually measures my jumps. And I put a post somewhere recently just with my picture and a, the count. And it was interesting that how measurements motivate. And if you're going to have a measurement that motivates, then that's generally a good thing. As long as you're being motivated in the right direction, it's always helpful to know how far you've come, you know, and maybe have a target to where you're going, that's fine. But don't be a slave to the measurement because that's the same with what you said with money. You know, if if money is your measurement and you become a slave to that measurement, you might be missing things along the way.
1: Well, this has been a great interview, Steve. (laughs) I love it. Thank you
0: for the time. I really appreciate you carving out the time and getting on your busy, busy schedule. So thank you for that too.
1: Well, what do they say? We all have the same twenty-four hours; it's just how we spend it.
0: Yes, yeah. I've enjoyed my thirty odd minutes with you. So.
1: <laughs> Me too. And um, and so you're going to be on the first date networking event tomorrow. You're going to register yes, for that? Yes,
0: yes, yes. I will do. Yeah, I look forward to seeing uh, Yeah Yayoi, Cindy, and the and the crowd on that one.
1: Yeah, that's going to be, be blast. Um, any last words before we close it out? Um,
0: I think I'll just. I'll just double down on the statement about thinking partnerships. For me, that was really a a bit of an epiphany because it's this audience tends to be coaches and people in that in that helping serving profession. And I don't know if, if what I'm saying resonates with other people, but we can sometimes get caught between building the coaching skills and trying to work the coaching business. And in that area of building the skills, there's a set. I know I've had imposter phenomenon, not necessarily the syndrome, but the phenomenon. Things come up and I'm thinking, oh, I'm not ready. I don't think I'm prepared. I don't think I've got enough. And in essence, a thinking partnership really does allow you to come into a space with both parties thinking, as opposed to me coming into a space thinking that I have to have the answer and I have to have the right question to elicit the answer that I can give a response to. Uh, Thinking partnership, it gives us a lot more leeway in terms of that space. And I think it empowers the coachee, you know, the person that you're working with as well in a special way. They don't come there looking to you for the audiences, but they actually come into that space to think about what they can do for themselves. So thinking partnerships, hashtag thinking partnerships.
1: Well, Steve, (laughs) thanks for being here. and Really appreciate it. All right. Well, let's end the broadcast here and then we'll just continue chatting
0: all right great thank you so much thanks for joining me today please subscribe and leave a review you can connect with me on linkedin my details and links are in the show notes